Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. He led the Minneapolis Police Department during some very tumultuous times. Former Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Arredondo joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, affectionately known as Rondo, to uh, family and friends. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. First and foremost, what what are you up to now since uh, you left the department? Well, thank you so much, Benita, for having me on your show this morning with your listeners. Uh, and by the way, that lead in with Earth, Wind and Fire, one of my favorite bands of all time. So, uh, <laughs> Great. I love it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, after uh, retiring from the uh, the Minneapolis Police Department, I've been uh, in the consulting uh, industry. And so uh, shifting from conversations about, uh, you know, local crime, uh, you know, I'm having conversations more globally today, uh, everything from you know, the impacts of uh, supply chain disruptions to machine learning and AI and how that impacts us to uh, even some of, uh, you know, geopolitical issues across the uh, uh, the world today. So so I'm still continuing to learn, but transferring a lot of uh, what I've learned in my three decades uh, uh, with the Minneapolis Police Department into, uh, uh, you know, more of a global uh, 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 environment to these days. So that's what I've been up to that and also staying very closely connected to you know, I believe public service is part of your DNA and certainly part of my uh, my character. And so uh, staying uh, connected locally, uh, uh, have a wonderful opportunity as a commissioner with the Minneapolis Public Housing Authority, which is near and dear to me. Um, also, um, there was a uh, group formed last year, uh, Fentanyl Free Communities, and really with the purpose of trying to save lives here in the state of Minnesota with the scourge of fentanyl overdeath uh, that we've sadly seen and uh, it's uh, led by a wonderful chairperson, Michelle Hine, who lost her son, uh, dear son Tyler, to fentanyl poisoning last year. And also uh, a local uh, person and leader, one of our co-chairs, is uh, Paul Ostro, who used to be a city council member in Minneapolis and uh, most recently retired as an Oka County attorney. So some great folks, and uh, I'm still trying to stay connected to uh, serving back in our, in our great state here in Minnesota. It sounds like you're keeping really busy. There's a lot that you're involved with. You retired from leading the police department in Minneapolis two years ago. Do you miss that position or was the timing right for you? You, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, leaders, one of the things that uh, many leaders have to challenge with is when is when is the time to hand off the baton? And so sometimes it's not something that's calculated, Vanita, but it's, it's more of a, uh, a gut feeling when you feel it's the right time. And so, 
at that time, I just felt it was the right time. I felt that I certainly had to lead us through that uh, very, uh, arguably, probably the most critical time that our city's experienced. Um, and, uh, you know, you can't have an ego in this work. And so uh, in that profession, when you're ever asked who's the best chief, the only answer and the right answer is the next chief. And so I support uh, uh, Chief O'Hara, and uh, I, I know he's a phenomenal leader. We'll, we'll uh, take that department to where it needs to be. He has said publicly that uh, he wants to, his his, uh, his task is to make sure that the Minneapolis Police Department becomes the best uh, police agency in the country. And so um, Minneapolis police and public safety in that city is so critical to the ecosystem of not only Minneapolis, but to our state. And so I'm a cheerleader. Uh, I'm, I'm in a position now to uh, really cheer uh, him on and that department. Uh, they lost a, a third of that department. Uh, it's going to take some time to get it built back up, but um, we can't allow um, safety to fail in that city. It will have uh, repercussions throughout uh, that city and certainly the state. And so, so I'm a huge uh, supporter of making sure that it's done right and, and, and supporting uh, Chief O'Hara and his uh, men and women who continue to serve just very uh, courageously in that city and professionally. And so uh, looking for good things to come from them. When you reflect on your tenure, and, and we've talked about it, you mentioned it, it was a very tumultuous time when you were leading the Minneapolis Police Department where they faced a lot of criticism. Do you think about those challenges now two years later? And do, is, are there things you look back on and wish you would have done differently? Great question. Uh, you know, I think every uh, person in, in life, certainly, you know, you want to reflect and look back on how you can do better. I don't, I don't think that the greatest lessons in life are learned through wins. I think that they come through losses. And, uh, and absolutely, there are, there are things that I look back where I, I wish I could have did differently. Um, I'm someone who's always said as a leader, my two biggest uh, uh, challenges were time and communication. Uh, when I say time, uh, there were people within the organization that said, Rondo, you're moving way too fast for us. And uh, there were certainly people on the outside that said, you're moving too slow. So time was always a, a challenge for me. And then communication. Uh, we as a society uh, receive communication and our messaging in so many different platforms. Uh, it was very uh, difficult for me to uh, always try to manage those. Um, uh, the advent of social media and how people, particularly young people, receive their information is very different uh, from my generation. You know, growing up, uh, uh, you could always uh, count on uh, Dave Moore at 4 or 5 o'clock and to get your news, but uh, people, uh, the generation has changed today. Life has changed, and there's so many different social media platforms, so trying to hone in on communication would be one of those other things that I found challenging uh, that I wish I could, uh, you know, had more time to work on that, but um, but I, I look back and I reflect, and there's a lot of good things that came from that. Uh, you know, I believe that all are necessary. My my relationships with uh, uh, the the leaders within that organization were very important to me. Uh, but also the the communities. You know, whether that were our elders, um, our, our residents, our young people, our faith leaders, our business leaders, they're so very vital to uh, the success of that city. And I was very happy to uh, uh, to have established relationships with them. Uh, being able to bring in procedural justice to that uh, to the department, uh, uh, data technology. I believe that data truly tells our story. Uh, to have some great analysts, I, I call them data geeks, who who still work there today, who do great jobs in in really uh, getting our police department into the 21st century. Uh, community navigators, uh, thinking of ways that um, there's different a different police response where you don't need a sworn officer to respond. We have some great uh, civilians within the police department. And so 
Um, there's a lot of good things that came from that. But uh, I, again, I was a child of Minneapolis, born and raised, uh, to be able to give back uh, three decades so uh, to the same city that gave so much to me uh, truly was an honor. Real quickly, uh, just want to get your perspective. Do you feel from just in your gut that Minneapolis is a safe city? There are so many of our listeners who continue to feel that this city of Minneapolis is still dangerous and still they don't want to come here. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, what has happened over the course of several years is that um, uh, there has been this sort of a, a push and pull. And, and unfortunately, the Minneapolis Police Department uh, has been a focal point of that. Perception is reality. And, and I will tell you this here, you know, I could as chief, I could certainly uh, rattle off uh, different stat numbers in terms of how many burglaries, how many carjackings, things like that. But one of the things that is most difficult to quantify but is critically important to understand as a chief is how people feel, if they feel safe. And so if people are not feeling safe, uh, that, is, that, is, uh, that is reality. And, and it is something that I know that Chief O'Hara is focused on, laser focused on, and certainly uh, Mayor Fry is. And, and so, um, you know, we talk about having a third of the department less. There are certainly things that the Minneapolis Police Department are not able to do as much today. And so that's critical. Crime is real. And whether you're the victim of a burglary or a carjacking, um, whether it only happened to you on your block, that is still that impacts you. And so those are the things that I think we're. Um, we all have to come together, elected officials, uh, uh, neighbors, residents, business leaders. We have to do all we can to support the public safety in Minneapolis, because, again, if people do not feel safe in our city, um, that has a dramatic effect uh, on all things going forward. And so uh, that's where the focus, I believe, needs to be. And I know that that's certainly where Chief O'Hare and Mayor Fry and the, the new commissioner uh, Barnett are, are focusing on. Madaria Arredondo, thank you so much for joining us. Good to catch up with you. Thanks so much, Benita. Thank you. Former Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Arredondo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 